Hello and welcome to English Across the Pond, a weekly podcast for language learners coming to you from England and America. Join us, Dan and Jennifer, every week to practice American and British English and hear natural conversations. You can learn even more English and improve your skills faster with our weekly study plan and episode transcript. Sign up today at www.englishacrossthepond.com Before we start this conversation, we'd like to thank italki for this episode. Our sponsor italki is an online language learning platform connecting you to personal and customised one-on-one lessons. Our ponders, you, our listeners, get a special buy one, get one lesson deal. When you sign up and buy your first English lesson, italki will give you a $10 credit for future lessons. This is exclusive to you, so make sure you visit our website and click the italki logo to get your deal. So, let's do this. Across the pond. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. I am so excited to talk about personalities today. How are you? I'm very well and full of personality today. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, I think. We're going to start this episode with a little personality test, a little quiz, if you will. A a little bit. I feel under a bit of pressure already. Well, since (laughs) I'm the one, you know, taking the reins and I'm the one doing this. Yes, the pressure is 100% on you. I can do it. But I also think this could be a really, really fun um, quiz or test that our listeners can do with their friends or their loved ones, their classmates, uh, teachers listening can use this in their class. It's a really cool way to practice um, personality traits and Mm. adjectives as well. But without further ado, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so we're gonna do this really quickly. Um, I'm not gonna give you any time to think because the idea is the first Mm. words that come into your head. Okay, Jennifer. Okay, and I'm going to write them down too, just in case. But if you have a piece of paper handy, grab that and jot some things down. I'm here. I want you to list the first three animals that come into your head. Cat. Number one. Cat. Cat. Yeah, shark. Shark. Tiger. Tiger. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, the first three characteristic adjectives to describe a cat. Oh, uh, lazy, mm-hmm. loyal, mm-hmm. and uh, cute. Cute, okay. The first three characteristic adjectives to describe a tiger, a shark. Uh, cunning, uh, fast, and independent. Oh, God, I love these answers. Okay, <laughs> and then finally... The first three characteristic personality um, adjectives for a tiger. Um, tough or strong. Um, resilient. 
and maybe um, caring, maybe? Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for the answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So this is a test, a true, true test to identify your core personality. Can I just say I'm actually shaking? <laughs> yes. So get ready. Yeah. So the very first animal and adjectives you chose yeah. were a cat. Mm-hmm. Lazy, loyal, and cute. Yeah. This is how... Um, wait. Shoot. There was one little thing that I needed to check. This is how people see and observe you. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Got that. It? I'll take that. <laughs> so people look at you and people see, ah, Dan, he's such a cat. He is lazy, he is loyal, but he is so cute. Yeah, that's right, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite happy with that. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm not happy with lazy, but if you juxtapose lazy with loyal and cute, it's not too bad. Not too bad, not too bad, you know? And, you know, lazy, we'll get into what lazy means or could mean as a personality, right? Yeah, cool, yeah. Number two, you're shark. Yeah. You're cunning, fast, and independent. This is how you think people see you. (laughs) Yeah, in my my dreams. This is how maybe how I wish people would see me, maybe. Exactly. So when you look in the mirror, it's like you see a shark and you see cunning, fast, and independent. You're like, yes, this is what I look like. This is how I am. Wow. Okay. I'm enjoying this. (laughs) Your third animal and adjectives, this is how you really, truly are. What was it? This is you, Dan. You are a tiger. (laughs) You are tough. You are strong, you are resilient, and you, my friend, are very caring. Wow. Good. Yeah. So yeah. just as a review, animal number one in the yeah. first three adjectives are how people see you. Yeah. Your second animal in the second three adjectives are how you think people see you. Mm. And then the third animal and adjectives are how you truly are. Wow. That, well, um, I'd like to say thank you. <laughs> mm, I know. I didn't, so, I didn't do too bad. No. And I mean, I just basically told you your core self. Yeah. You can pay a lot of money to get that kind of information. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Well, um, the, your, your 10 bucks is in the post. Mm, good. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, about that. Do you think there's any validity in that? In any of those adjectives, you know, about you? Because you chose... Lazy, loyal, cute, cunning, fast, independent, tough, strong, resilient, caring. Those are all characteristics of a personality. Yeah. Um, but what was, sorry, just tell me again. What, the first one, the cat, that was how I see myself. That was how people see you. Ah. Uh, um, well, obviously, you'd have to ask people. But yeah, I think I'm loyal. And obviously, cute's a bit, it's a bit weird. A bit weird, a bit of a weird um, to describe yourself for a 48 year old gentleman yeah um but then maybe tough and strong mm, i guess everybody has to be tough and strong sometimes i don't see myself as being particularly tough and strong but it was interesting at the end that i went for caring because suddenly i started to see the tiger 
not just as a tiger, because in a way, of course, a cat and a tiger are very similar. But when I said cat, I didn't think about um, it as like mummy cat and daddy cat and the baby cats. Do you know what I mean? Like a family. Yeah. I only thought of it as just being a cat. But when we got to tigers, for some reason, I suddenly started to think about the role of nurturing and having cubs and having children and stuff. So, yeah, it was strange. And I think I am. I'm, I'm definitely pretty caring. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you're pretty caring. Yeah. Um, and I think the adjectives lazy people kind of know what that means. Loyal is a common one. Cute, obviously fast, independent, but maybe cunning and resilient are two adjectives, two new personality traits or characteristics that may be new. So when you said a shark was cunning and when people, you know, number two is people see you quote as cunning, what does that mean? Yeah, cunning is often also associated with the animal a fox. And another word that is the same as cunning is uh, sly. And cunning means that you could kind of try to trick somebody. In, I think, the film Finding Nemo. I think the uh-huh. sharks in Finding Nemo are very cunning. And it means kind of crafty or tricky and skillful in trying to get what you want by tricking somebody. So you deceive someone. Maybe, for example, a shark would say, hello, Mr. Fish, I'm not going to eat you, and then would eat the fish. That kind of, that sly and crafty and cunning, something like that. Yeah, well, there is that idiom, you are sly as a fox. Yeah, we say cunning as a fox as well. Yeah. I love that. And it's the idea, of course, that the fox sneaks in in the nighttime very quietly and kills or eats the chickens. Oh, well, this yeah. just turned dark very fast. <laughs> yeah, it got a bit gloomy. <laughs> um, are you cunning? Would you ever describe yourself as cunning? N- I haven't got a cunning bone in my body. Uh. No. Um, what about resilient? Yeah, resilient is like tough. It's kind of like survival mode. So resilient is... Things maybe bounce off you if you're tough and you don't get too down. Or I guess maybe the opposite of resilient would be sensitive or overly sensitive. So if you're resilient, you're able to deal with difficult situations or recover from difficult situations. So, yeah, yeah, I think I am. We have to be, you know, and um, there's no choice. You have to just get back up and keep on walking. So, yeah, I'm definitely resilient. You got to keep on keeping on. Yeah, you said last week or, yeah, last week in breakups, is it dust, did you say dust your shoulders? What was it you said? Brush your shoulders off or something. Brush your shoulders off. That's a Jay-Z song. Gone, brush your shoulders off. <laughs> it's good that you know, you know all the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brush your shoulders off. Yeah, and I know, and when you, actually, when you said it at the time, I thought, what does, but then I got the vision of like, it's like flicking your the dust off your shoulders, isn't it? Yeah, flicking, brushing, a quick motion to push the dust off your shoulder. And it means um, I'm ready again, I'm coming back, sort of, I'm getting ready again, doesn't it, kind of thing? Yeah, it's kind of like that idea of maybe if you imagine someone walking and falling, and they fall and they're covered in dirt, and Mm -hmm. they have to kind of get up, they have to clean themselves, they have to brush themselves off and keep walking. They can't just lie there in the dirt. And that's a kind of resilience. Yeah, that is resilient. Able to recover after something bad. Yeah. Well, I would do this animal test on you, but I don't think it would work as well because you'd be all ready with, <laughs> with the whole thing. I know. I'd be like, um, amazing, <laughs> loyal, intelligent. Yeah. yeah we U- won't go unicorn, there. Unicorn. Sort of Once there. upon a time, I did do this test. Um, 
And I wish now, looking back, I wish I had saved the answers. Oh, it was a good one. I mean, probably. I mean, it was probably just interesting mm. in what I chose, you know, like yours. I just yeah, yeah. don't remember. Yeah, no worries. So definitely, um, you know, listeners, try this with somebody and just you can use it. You know, it's a great way to practice adjectives. And we're going to be talking about a lot more personal personality traits in this episode. So, you know, here we go. Beautiful. And just to say, sorry, we'll put the the recipe, you know, the three animals and what they represent. It'll be in the study plan as well. If anyone's forgotten, they can get it in the study plan. Yes, perfect. Um, so obviously talking about personality and characteristics, we, as we always can with our digression and, mm. you know, rapport of conversations, we could take it in so many directions. Mm. Let's focus today on the workplace. Wow. Yeah. So question for you, do mm -hmm. you think that people show their true colors at work? Um, if I think of where I work and where I have worked, I think mm, I think some people completely do and they are totally transparent about their whole lives. I'm thinking about someone that I work with who is honest to a fault and they will just tell you, in a way, not in not that this is a bad thing, but they'll tell you everything about their lives and everything about how they're feeling. They really wear their heart on their sleeves. And I like that. But I feel like open book. Yeah, totally. But I think other people and maybe somebody else who's uh, slightly more reserved is still being themselves. But I think there's definitely times when people Mm, it depends on your working environment. I don't work in a pressured environment, but I think if somebody works sort of, we say kind of, you know, like in the city, in business, trading, then maybe you have to be a certain way. But not really. I think where I work, most people are themselves, but that's not to say that everybody is like that. I actually think that maybe women maybe have to be more not like themselves than men. Controversial <laughs> statement. Careful there. I, I don't know if you know this, but I am a woman. <laughs> yeah, I just thrown it out there. Um, so what do you think the main difference is? Like kind of maybe building on what you just said, do you think people have to, is there this idea that people have to be more professional at home? So if, if someone's kind of carefree and funny and lighthearted and a jokester, Mm. Do, you know, is that just unprofessional in the workplace? Not if they're a comedian. And, of course, well, you know, yeah. it depends on where people work. And um, actually, in a job interview, to have a sense of humour might, might get you the job. But, yeah, um, I'm thinking that the job that you go for, let's say a lawyer, a real stereotypical, there are perhaps certain personality traits that are expected of you of that person in that job and you might you might feel that you have to be those or act like you're one of those people whether you do or not I don't know and maybe you would end up acting for a couple of years and think why am I doing this I don't need to pretend I can just be myself or maybe you will think oh, I tried being myself like at the party and nobody really liked it so I'm going to pretend uh -huh. to be that other person again what is that word for somebody who pretends to be something they're not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There was like a word. I know that there is, there is, oh, they, I guess there's the expression, they can put up a front. 
Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. People maybe put up a front um, if they think people won't like them for who they are. Or I feel like there is a word or a phrase to describe that person, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Maybe one of us will think of it as the conversation goes on. (laughs) I'm sure there is one. But yeah, um, yeah, I can't think of one either. Mm. So is your personality different at home versus at work? Hmm. I think may well I think you have to be kind of different like we had a big meeting today so of course I was in sort of like meeting mode so I was more business like and I'm not really like that at home because we don't really have kind of like meetings so my personality is different but it's more due to the circumstances rather than me actually thinking but maybe I do maybe I think oh you know it's a meeting I've got to be like but I'm not really I don't think any of us are we're kind of a small team and friendly together so in that way I'm very lucky that we can all just be ourselves but maybe at home I might say oh I'm tired or I'm bored or I don't want to do it or and I wouldn't say things like that at work because it's not very professional so I guess maybe but I don't know you know like chicken and egg I don't know if that's me changing because of work or work changing me do you know what I mean I don't really know which way around it is but I never think to myself oh well of course as well when I'm actually like in the classroom I guess I, I of course the thing is being a teacher unlike sort of being if you work in an office occasionally you can just shut your eyes and bang your head on the desk and nobody notices but if i do that (laughs) you're kind of at the front and in the spotlight so you definitely have to sort of like keep a certain sort of level of professionalism there so i guess composure yeah so i guess i do but sort of like not in a way where i'm like reinventing myself and and pretending that i'm x but really i'm y but i'm just adapting to the environments yeah yeah well i'm gonna put you on the spot again great (laughs) um think of five personality characteristics that you think describe you at work whoa um Well, I am as well. I think a good teacher is a caring teacher. So I'm definitely try to uh, create conducive learning environments. And that's done by looking after the students and making sure everybody feels sort of like, in a way, protected and confident and sort of comfortable so that when you ask someone what the answer is, they don't think, I don't want to answer. I don't want to answer. They answer because they feel relaxed. So, and that comes through caring. So when I'm at work, I'm caring, hopefully professional, um, energetic, happy, and um, having a sense of humor, jovial. Oh, what was the one you used to enter? Energetic. Ah, energetic. Got it. Um, Okay. Those are all very good qualities. Occasionally when the students are working, and if it takes them a long time and I've got nothing to do, I just start having a quiet dance at the front. Ah, you're, yeah, jovial. That, yeah, that would describe you to a T. Which is distracting. And the students are sort of, teacher, you've asked me to do this and I'm trying to do it. Can you stop it, please? But I uh, kind of find it very difficult to just be still. I'm a fidget. So you're a little bit distracting. Yeah, I mean, and I'm easily distracted, I think, as well. Uh, so I asked the students, so you got 20 minutes? And then I think, I'm bored now. <laughs> what am I, I going to do while they're yeah, working? It's all very well for you 
16 people here with all these lovely things to write about. What am I going to do? But actually yeah. what I do is, if I need to, I pop out and get a notebook or something and plan the rest of the day or look through my calendar or diary or something or check some work or something. So actually there are things that I can do to busy myself. I love that you just used pop out because today in a lesson I said pop in. Like, oh, pop into this and da, da, da. And they're oh, like, yeah. wait, what is that? Pop. So pop in, pop out. I love that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Pop in, pop out. And what about, if I may, you know, if I may, just for a moment, um, yeah. how about you? I mean, um, if I can ask you, like, what what personal what personality adjectives like a couple maybe would you use to describe yourself and do you think that if somebody else like a close friend or your husband or your family if they wrote down words would they be the same words do you think do you think it's very difficult i know but do you think people perceive you differently from how you really are <laughs> yeah you know, I gotta, I gotta be careful what I say about you know my hubs <laughs> because yeah. I recently discovered he listens to yeah. every episode. <laughs> so I know you're listening. <laughs> um, so I think that they might. I think maybe some definitely would be the same. Yeah. Some might be um, different. Like maybe others could see me as kind of, I don't want to say tough, but I am extremely sensitive. Oh, uh, yeah. Extremely, extremely sensitive. Mm. My feelings can get hurt pretty easily, honestly. But I, I try not to be really open about it. Like, I'm, I'm also not confrontational. Yeah. So if someone does hurt my feelings, mm -hmm. I'm not the type to be like, hey, you, what you said really hurt my feelings just now. Yeah, yeah. With the majority of people. Mm -hmm. I would be with my husband. Sure. I would say that with my husband. So, you know, people might not describe me as like sensitive, but I would describe myself as very sensitive because I kind of know what I'm feeling on the inside. So do you think that, would you like to be the person who says, excuse me, I, I, I just want to, you, what you just said, that's really out of order. You shouldn't speak like, do you wish you were more like that? Or are you happy as you are? More upfront. Um, yeah. I just, what my, what's difficult for me as well, like in, even in the workplace when there was difficult situations like that, I am a people pleaser as well. I'm non-confrontational. So in my mind, I think, well, I'm just not going to say anything because I don't want to cause a problem. Yeah, really. But it honestly causes me a lot of grief sometimes <laughs> because I, you know, stew over it or I think about it yeah. or I dwell on it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of wish I was able to be a little bit more frank, a little bit more direct. Mm. But at the same time, I, I personally am not quite sure of the boundaries. I'm afraid if I do it, I'll, be, I'll come across as rude. Yeah, yeah. Or like not empathetic. Yeah. You know, so I, maybe that's something I can work on. Maybe next year's uh, New Year's resolution. But then, um, potentially, advocate. I, yeah, but it would be totally, It. I think it would be very hard to change one bit of yourself and other things mm -hmm. not to change as well. So just be careful, Jennifer, don't become like some sort of brash, you know, bossy, you know, hey, I don't really like what you're <laughs> saying to me right now. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's that thing as well, where the grass is always greener. And 
It's only sometimes when you change and go to the other side and look back and think, actually, where I was was, you know, um, it's sort of like by moving house. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you realize that you preferred the other house. And another quote that I heard this week was the was it the the best way to find out that you don't want to be a lawyer is to do a law degree. Mm. (laughs) It's that sort of thing. You know, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think that's perfect. The grass is always greener. Yeah. Maybe that would create some other issues. Who knows? But anyways, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, kind of going back to characteristics in the workplace, mm-hmm. interviews, resumes, there yeah. are always kind of those, quote, classic mm-hmm. personality traits that people put on the resumes and that people answer in interview type questions like, what's what is one of your weaknesses or what's your strongest like trait for this company? What can you bring to this company? You know? Yeah. And those questions are always answered with giving some adjectives, some personality traits, right? Yeah. Are they cliche? I think the funny, I remember looking through, I'm not sure. I think I was teaching rather than me having a job interview i was reading about how to you know be good in a job interview because i was teaching about it and it was interesting about the way to say that what's your worst characteristic and you say something like oh well i'm terrible because i'm never ever late (laughs) i'm too focused on details yeah yeah i'm such a perfectionist and although that means that in 2015, I earned another company $50,000, however, and you twist it round and stuff. Yeah, the whole thing is a bag of rubbish, to be honest. Yeah, but they happen all the time. I think like people always give those answers. Yeah, and it's like, you know, how are you with computers? Fine. <laughs> oh, I'm a very quick learner. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm very versatile. I can work in any situation. I like working both in a team and alone. <laughs> I do. I'm very good at leading myself yeah. and a team. Yeah, but, but at the no, same yeah. time, but at the same time, I can be led, you know, depending on the situation. <laughs> yes, I'm not bossy. So if I need to sit back and if I need to take the back seat on things, I also am able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some, if you were going to interview, let's just say, because you're a teacher, I'm a teacher, you know, students Mm. who are in classrooms, listen, teachers listen. So let's just use kind of this teacher job as a, as an example. What are some ideal traits or characteristics of a teacher? If you were going to hire someone tomorrow, you were going to lead a job interview, somebody was coming in. What are some traits that you would look for? Trying to use something different than you, of course. You don't want to hire you. <laughs> no, but, I wouldn't like you know, to work perfect, with myself. But, yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, not at the moment, but I spent about five or six years, you know, maybe three or four years interviewing teachers to be teachers. And, you have done that cool. Yeah, and so um, I always thought that like a really, in- I mean, we've already touched on this. It's exactly what we've been talking about. I always asked like three adjectives to describe yourself which I know we've been talking about anyway but what Mm. was really fascinating was I thought that people would go well I'm hardworking and I'm committed and and I always thought it was the third one because people just rattle off the first two and then they're like yikes I've only got one left yeah and so there'd be one two 
and then honestly like 10 15 20 seconds and i always sort of like really noted what the third one was but i think what a good teacher a really important thing for a good teacher is to be fair um and treat students equally um and not to have favorites and also not to be moody oh moody is a good one mm. are you moody never no yeah and if i was i would leave my moody bag at the door of the classroom because my lovely students don't deserve me being in a bad mood they mm. you know they need to learn english they don't need to be going through my personal baggage <laughs> they don't need to be your therapist no so i've never i mean maybe once or twice i've been really upset about something that's happened or you know there's been something on my mind so it's maybe it's affected me a little bit but no i would never ever i think that's the um height of unprofessionalism particularly for a teacher is to take mm -hmm. your excuse me crap with you into the classroom you know they don't deserve that but then also like a teacher who is um you know enthusiastic and i'll tell you something else that's important is to know your subject i mean you need although that sounds silly i'd like a teacher who knows i don't expect them to know everything of course but i expect them to know some of it at least a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least a little bit it's reassuring <laughs> yeah absolutely um have you ever done um like at your school for example when i taught in a school you know back in the day mm -hmm. um we would do student surveys students would fill out a survey about their class experience and about the experience with the teacher every week and there was also a comment section that yeah. people could write comments do you guys do that every week Oh, every week. Yeah. So are you able to see what students say? Yeah, every week. <laughs> what are some words that you notice students using to describe you, if you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, sure. Um, funny. Very often funny and humorous mm -hmm. and we have a nice, you know, we have a laugh. I have a real laugh in the classroom, which is very important. It's amazing how many people say, what do you think a teacher should be? And they very often say, funny. It's really high up there. Um, and they say, hopefully, like, you know, I think my lessons are quite students are standing up and then they're in pairs and they're in a group then some go outside then so dynamic <gasps> that's the same word that students use to describe me oh it's a nice word dynamic yeah yeah that was like the number one word that always stood out and i always thought like great million dollar word you know like great great adjective students good job yeah 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 um and in my sort of like as i said i get feedback or we teachers get feedback on a weekly basis and in the last well if you think of like five thousand pieces of paper i think there have been a couple that have been oh i, I didn't really like that he was joking all the time or he talked too much or something they're oh. like daggers in my heart i can remember when they were written who wrote that oh my yeah. god you know and it's but i think i i think in that way i'm oversensitive but i think that drives me on to be a better teacher and to try to keep on improving all the time well yeah and i think it's a great lesson or a reminder i guess that you're no one can ever please everyone and in a way people just sort of oh he's lovely he's great he's fantastic it's great but it doesn't actually make you progress as a teacher particularly mm -hmm. and whereas mm -hmm. someone yeah. says he talks all the time you think do i oh oh wow um have to yeah. think about that you know so actually good things come out of constructive criticism yes 
Um, so we've talked a little bit. We've said a few words quite differently in this episode. Yeah, I kind of noticed. Energetic. <laughs> Energetic. Oh, interesting. So let's wrap up this conversation and let's do some pronunciation, shall we? Yeah, beautiful. Nice talking to you, my lovely friend. Good talking to you, my resilient partner. <laughs> yeah, cool. Till next time. Thanks Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope this helped you maybe describe someone you know or yourself a little more confidently. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Before we get into today's language focus, we'd like to tell you a little bit more about italki. This episode is sponsored by italki, an online language learning platform. You can learn online with real teachers in one-on-one personalized lessons, which are customized just for you and your learning needs. As our ponders, you get a buy one, get one special deal. So when you buy your first lesson, you get US $10 for future lessons. It's a convenient way to connect even more with real language culture and to practice speaking from the comfort of your own home, wherever you are in the world. Get your special deal from italki on our website now. You can visit englishacrossthepond.com and look for the italki logo to immediately sign up and take advantage of our deal today. Don't wait. Take your English skills to the next level with italki. All right. So this language focus is going to focus on pronunciation. Specifically, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the differences in American English pronunciation and British English pronunciation. Specifically, we're going to talk a little bit about the T. The American T is what I'm going to focus on. And then I'll talk to Dan a little bit about how he says these words, and we can talk a little bit about why they're different. So what we're doing is we're focusing on some personality characteristics, some traits that are going to show the differences in the T sound. And one of the um, T sounds that happens, that occurs in American English. The words that we're going to talk about today, we're going to review about six in this episode. However, we are taking these six words from our Quizlet list our vocabulary list that we're using to focus on in this week's study plan. So if you want the full list of these personality characteristics and you want the opportunity to practice, learn, and review more personality characteristics, then definitely get the study plan for this week and the transcript so you can review that with us. So we're going to focus on the words in American English, versatile, empathetic, energetic, motivated, innovative, dedicated. So you obviously just heard those in American English, but let's hear the difference in American and British English. So I'm going to say the word again, and then Dan is going to repeat it, but with his British English pronunciation. Dan, are you ready? Ready. Versatile. Versatile. Empathetic. Empathetic. Energetic. Energetic. Motivated. 
motivated. I love that one. That's the best. <laughs> Innovative. Innovative. Oh, whoa. That one really <laughs> threw me for a loop. Yeah. And the last one, dedicated. Dedicated. So if you go back and you listen, if you rewind this episode and you listen to those words again, what you're going to hear is in American English, some of those T's, actually all of the T's in these examples change to have a D sound. So they stay a T -t sound in British English. So for example, energetic energetic in american english in british english energetic energetic so the main difference here again is that t sound in american english the t sound changes to that d energetic when the t comes in between two vowel sounds and this is what's really important it's not only or necessarily in between two vowels, it's two vowel sounds, two vowel sounds. So the sound must create a vowel-like sound, an a, e, e, a, o, u, etc. So in these words, versatile, the T is between in versa, u, a, u, it's in between those two vowel sounds. So we have versatile, versatile. Again, with empathetic and energetic, it comes in between the e and the i sound. Empathetic, right? Empathetic. Motivated is a great, great, great example because there's two T's. Motivated. And that's because the T comes in between an O and an i and an A and an i. Motivated, right? Innovative comes in between an A and an I. Innovative. And finally, dedicated comes in between the vowel sounds A and I. So you can apply this pronunciation principle, this rule, when a T comes in between two vowel sounds in American English, it changes to a D, D, D sound. We're not gonna get into this because this is so advanced with pronunciation, but this is also gonna be true when words link together in a sentence. So when words link together in a sentence, T sounds may often change as well. So if you are at a stage that you are learning advanced pronunciation, then that's something that you would know, you know what linking is, and you can begin to think and practice that. Today's episode, we're just going to focus on words in a sentence. Dan, why is British English so weird in their <laughs> pronunciation? Yeah, <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. I think, you know, uh -huh. we stick with the we pronounce the word as it looks. It's actually more effort if you say, oh, well, motivated your oh. tongue stays in your mouth there's not so much movement so i think it's just the language is getting quicker and quicker and it's easier to say motivated than it is to say motivated you have to make uh. a lot more effort so in a way i think that 
us having the original language, that's like the original way to say it, but it's being modified because we're getting quicker and quicker. And who knows, in 50 years, 60 years, 80 years, we may say motivated as well. Mm, you say it so well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, motivated. <laughs> that's because you just drilled it before and taught me. Ah, whew, good. So I taught you something today. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, so for you to get full practice, for this pronunciation, you want to listen, you want to repeat these sounds, and you want to focus on the American English or the British English or both. Focus on whatever you need for your practice. Remember the full list, a study plan, exercises, and more practice for this episode is available in our study plan and our transcript. You know where to get that on our website. Sign up and start getting these every single week and continue learning even more with us. We're gonna to finish today's episode with this and wish you a great, great week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.